0: Hey, folks, mark your calendars because on April 27th, we'll be launching our new book, which is, of course, titled Love as a Business Strategy. Visit loveasabusinessstrategy.com for more info and sign up for a chance to get a free copy. And if you're interested in bringing love as a business strategy to your organization, we are now offering free mini sessions of our globally resonant Seneca Leaders training experience. These mini-sessions dive into three topics to help begin transforming leadership behaviors and influencing culture for the better. Space is limited, so visit softway.com slash events to learn more and RSVP now. Enjoy the show! Hello and welcome to Love as a Business Strategy, a podcast that brings humanity to the workplace. We're here to talk about business but we want to tackle topics that most business leaders shy away from we believe that humanity and love should be at the center of every successful business i'm your host jeff ma i'm a director at Softway, a business to employee solutions company that creates products and offers services that help build resilience and high performance company cultures every episode we dive into one element of business or strategy and test our theory of love against it and I'm trying something very different today. I'm joined today by two very special people in my life. We work together, they are um, associate directors of the project management group, or um, we've worked together for very almost two to three years, uh, depending on who you're talking about. And we have Miss Ashley Vega. Hello, Ashley.
1: Hello.
0: And we have Aaron Poole. Hi, Erin. Hey. So, if they look nervous, it's because they are. It's because yesterday I called them up and said, I need you to show up for a podcast. And so with very little context, um, I understand what I've done to them and I apologize. And I accept your apology. We, we, we are going to try something because as we uh, continue exploring stories and learnings and growth in our own lives. I wanted to do something for myself. I wanted to have a little selfish episode here today. Um, I myself have gone through what I consider a very huge transformation in my own leadership, in my own style, my understanding of culture over the last several years. And both of you are present for a good chunk of that learning and that growth. And I wanted to retro on that today. And I invited you to help me out, give a little bit of perspective, uh, because you knew me um, at a different time. You knew me, uh, not that I've gotten anywhere. You know, I'm incredibly, you know, perfect at this point at all. I'm still on that journey, but we're we're very close now. I think we worked We've worked so long together that you know I've gotten a lot of that feedback along the way. You guys have helped me along my journey along the way. So I wanted to, I wanted to take some time and talk about that today. And that's why you're here. So surprise, thank you for joining me. Thank mm-hmm. you for um, sweating this out. Um, so I guess to kind of break the ice, I will do some icebreakers and let, uh, let you guys warm up a little bit because I know um, podcasting can be nerve wracking. So I'm gonna start with you, Ashley. Simple icebreaker question. What is something that you get embarrassed about that most people don't get embarrassed about?
2: Oh, that is hard, Jeff.
0: I know, I don't like these. Did <laughs> you give me a,
2: a, a, where's Maggie? Does she make this up?
0: She's backstage. <laughs> She's listening, laughing, probably.
2: Something I get embarrassed about that other people probably don't. Yes. Um, probably my car's cleanliness. I'm very particular about if my car has been washed, when the last time it was washed, when the last time that I cleaned out the interior. It probably comes from my mom growing up. Like, I need to take care of it, I need to take care of it. So I'm always embarrassed if I haven't washed my car recently, which during pandemic times has been, I had to like cancel. I had a car wash membership, I had to cancel it, <laughs> you know? And I'm just like, when's the last time I even washed my car? <laughs>
0: That's a great answer.
2: I, I feel Erin. like, I don't know why I admitted that. Now it lives forever for everybody to know.
0: <laughs> and what is your go-to comfort food?
2: Mm.
1: I feel like... Well, it used to be a very specific restaurant in Houston, but I have since moved. Um, The one in Houston was, uh, it's called Local Foods, and it uh, they have a really good truffled egg salad sandwich. It's so good. I'm having, when I'm having a bad day, I'm like, that's my go-to like stress eating. And I, mm-hmm. I love to stress eat. That's my thing. I love it. Um, it makes me feel better afterwards. And people say it doesn't. It does. It makes me feel really good. Um, so I, I love eating this egg, uh, egg salad sandwich from local foods. But normally now that I've moved from, from that location, it's, it's just, you fall back pizza, pizza, such a good comfort food. Yeah, you know, you're having a bad day. Pizza
0: makes everybody happy. I agree with both of those. And now I'm feeling very um, uncomfortable. I've been just stalling because <laughs> I realized only in this moment just how awkward this is to have an episode talking about myself. So I'm going to st- actually ask if, if um, maybe Ashley, you can start. Tell us a little bit about you and kind of the context of, you know, You working with me at Softway, and you know, kind of give me a little background about yourself.
2: Sure. So I'm coming up on three years in June. I think I started shortly after Aaron did. Um, Fun fact: Aaron and I used to work together, so that's pretty cool too. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started. Jeff was my direct supervisor. He's the one that did all my training, Um, and I came on came on as a project manager. Currently in role, I'm associate director of many things, I think. I do a lot of things right now working in the business development space. Um, And Jeff and I are also facilitators on our Seneca Leaders um, experience for leaders um, and training. So that's kind of how we work together. I would say now in our world, Jeff, you're more of a mentor to me versus like a supervisor by supervisor roles and responsibilities. as opposed to how, when we originally started working together, if that makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm. A lot of that is due to our own like structural changes within the organization of becoming more flat. Things like I don't feel like I'm anybody's boss anymore, which is wonderful. We're all leaders in our own right, right?
2: Well, and a global pandemic that just kind of shook everything up.
0: Oh right, that thing too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, a little bit about you, if you will, please.
1: Um, pretty similar to Ashley. Uh, been here for I think I just had my three-year anniversary, um, and uh, actually worked project manager too, as well as associate director now. Um, Worked pretty closely with you, Jeff. Not in the beginning, but um, in 2019, we had a good run of working really closely together. Um, I think it was pretty vastly different from when I first started. Um, and you were definitely direct boss. You know, would go to you for any questions or so. But at that point in time, we didn't work very closely together or anything like that. Um, so had um, had a good run when we worked on a project together for about a year, um, and uh, I would say got a lot of good mentorship from you during that, but a bit different from when I first started for sure. <laughs> uh,
0: so to kind of set the stage into for our conversation, what I'm looking for today is brutal honesty, which we're used to, but just not normally with a camera on in a podcast recording. Um, but But I want to go back in time a little bit. I, you know, just to set the context from my perspective, three years ago, roughly when you all joined, I was in the midst of um, a lot of self-awareness gaining, I guess, um, a lot of realizations about my own. um, Let me just, I mean, I thought I was a great leader. I thought I was, you know, just kind of, god's gift to you know mankind when it came to leadership and i thought i had it all figured out um i thought i knew everything and and what i didn't know that i could always find out easily and i thought everyone had something to learn from me um i did but i didn't know that right like i i didn't say that out loud to myself or anyone else and what ended up happening was it just really affected you know looking back now i see a lot of the ways that I definitely was not really helping, especially when it came to like actual outcomes from a business perspective, but also our culture. And so I really wanted to get some fresh perspective. This is not something we've talked at length about, you know, off air. So this would be, I thought it'd be a really interesting experiment to come together and talk about it at length for the for first time together. And I'm actually very nervous about it. So. Um I guess I'll open with asking you all what your impressions of me as a boss were 3 years ago and I can take it.
1: <laughs>
0: there were any stories or I mean <laughs> go for it I'm too nervous you guys take it. Away.
1: I feel like it was pretty interesting. Um, You definitely seemed like, uh, in the beginning, you know, like pretty hands-off boss. You're, you know, you're the cool boss. Just like, hey, if you need anything, just let me know. You know, like, I'm not going to, like... Be you know watching your every move and this and that and so I was like okay this is this is different from my past boss too so um, it felt refreshing at first um, I still remember too of some of our trainings and uh, you were sitting down walking me through a PowerPoint uh, presentation and uh, I was like oh that's interesting and um, you had like a list of them on on um, an Excel uh, a list of all the links to The these learn like uh, education spreadsheets and stuff like that or uh, presentations and uh, you're like oh well do you just want to click through them and like let me know if you have any questions and I was like yeah actually and so I was like this is perfect and I could kind of learn on my own and and write down questions and things like that but I remember at that point not actually really going back to you with that many questions I was just kind of like okay this makes sense it's kind of basic stuff. But I do feel like that kind of set the stage a bit for um, not really coming back to you for a lot of questions um, in my early learning. Uh, I got assigned to projects pretty early then, right after that, and uh, started forming relationships with uh, a lot of other directors and leaders, Uh, and those are the individuals who I would typically always go to for, uh, questions. Um, I remember Chris Petrie was the one who taught me how to, uh, submit an invoice for the first time. Um, which was, I think all who know Chris Petrie would be very surprised that (laughs) that he was the one who taught me that. Um, but you know, I, I think that by, you know, having that hands-off approach, um, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, start forming that relationship with you as much early on. And I know as as it progressed, and I started getting on other projects. um, I remember a point in time being like, I'm closer to the CEO who I go and ask questions to multiple times a week than I do my own boss. You know, Jeff. I I don't really ask him any questions. I don't really go to him for anything. So I think it, um, it kind of set the stage for that kind of relationship early on.
0: Thank you for sharing.
2: Was that painful, Jeff?
0: That was so bad. Yeah, I mean, like that's all true stuff. <laughs> all true stuff. Hit me, hit me, hit me with the left hook. Ashley, go ahead.
2: So my experience of you um, when I first started was that you were very busy. I thought mm-hmm. I saw that you were on, you were on a lot of projects. You were on a lot of tech projects. Um, your time was was hard to find uh, even for some of our initial trainings and things and i remember that i am very tactical so i was like is there a list like a check when i start a project is there a checklist and here's you're, you're like yeah you know but it's outdated so you can you know you can try this so you can do that and i'm like okay and then i remember trying to like learn project plans and and you 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 always take this like philosophical like what if you what if a half FTE does this and what if we bring in a copywriter to do that and you gave me this like scenario and I remember thinking I don't even know how to use this tool yet and (laughs) you want me like critical thinking about projects I'm like I don't know what I'm doing but I'm gonna do my best here um so I just I thought man I, I hope that I can do this job because when I came into this job I didn't know a lot of the terminology, a lot of times you guys would say things. I felt very inadequate. I was like, oh, I don't know what agile is. Like, I'm going to fail at my job. Everybody's about agile. I don't know what it is. Not good. Like Google, YouTube, let me figure out what it is. Um, but I, me like Aaron, I felt like we didn't get a lot of time up front together. I didn't get to, I, I kind of learned on my own and Eventually I got put on like a program. Um, and then I'm learning from other people who have been running programs, but it hadn't been done necessarily in that way before. So we're kind of recreating things and doing things. And I also was was going to Muhammad with with all the things because he was very accessible to me. Um, so I didn't feel like you were as accessible in that capacity as like a a guide for me as an early PM, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm so, sorry, but um, I do think no, that I our
0: <laughs> totally true. No, but
2: I do. On the on the other end of that, though, I felt like we you took a vested interest in our one on ones to like get to know me as a human, and like from that we've got a really great friendship um, and mentorship dynamic going as well. I don't know if that was a left hook, but
0: well, I think what. <laughs> What I do, so this is through my own introspection over all this time and I continue. Um, so my what was going on during those times from my perspective was number one, like big ego. So number one, thinking that my time was extra valuable that I had something to offer to everyone. And also really um, transform, I kind of, playing mind games if you will uh really painting a picture like I'm you know busier than I am or kind of having this open door policy where I'm like I'm the cool boss so if you need you know if you need anything my door's open but I'm going to let you free I'm going to like let you fly you know let's just spread your wings you know don't be afraid to fail I'm right here um but the reality is and and maybe you guys experienced this was that you know, I'm not actually there. And I knew that because no one ever came to my door, my quote unquote open door. Um, I, I left it quote unquote open. And then, you know, the fact that nobody stepped through and like you both mentioned, you both turned to Muhammad, who, you know, by hierarchy is above me for support, help. And he would like, he set an example of what supporting actually looked like because you guys were willing to go he he felt accessible he was actually there to support he would check in i just checked out you know and and i framed that time period of me being just so you know such a cool boss and so i look back though and i'm really really kind of frustrated and embarrassed about just how how much i really actually i can think of besides you two other people who are you know not on this show today many people that i definitely harmed through that behavior like not just didn't help but harmed and hurt their confidence hurt their understand their careers to be honest based on how i how i quote you know led them so um so yeah that's that's me um that's been an I share that not because you know this is kind of like the truth that I've come to to understand better, but I've yet to go back and really seek that perspective and feedback from from people, and a lot of those people aren't you know at software anymore or just a long time ago, and so um, you two are actually two of the most kind of senior um, in terms of experience with me, and so do you guys have any like specific recollection now that you heard me, like where my mindset's coming from, does that spark any thing that you remember me doing saying, or kind of leaving you in that space during that time? I'd love to be reminded of it.
2: <laughs> I have a story, but I don't think I've ever shared it with you. So oh, sorry great. in advance.
0: I'm, I'm excited about this. Stop <laughs> This is, I asked for this and uh, I really want no. it. I really want
2: it. So there was a point in time, um, not like when I had just started, probably further in. I, I think I was a senior project manager at this point where I was doing a lot of training of new hires. We had quite a bit of growth. We had just hired a bunch of people. I know Aaron was, was um, working with some. I was working with some. And I had um, <clears throat> recently taken on a program, a larger project, and I was also working with, I think, three individuals that I was training that were new and kind of in the inception of their journey here at Softway. But um, I remember somebody came to me and said, hey, what's the plan for this new hire? I was like, what new hire? What are you talking about? (laughs) And I uh, because I was the one that they would come to because I was doing a lot of that initial training. And it was probably HR wanting to set some stuff up. And I I was feeling really overwhelmed at the time. I had a lot on my plate. I was having trouble kind of balancing all of the things. And so when I got notice of this like new hire, I like, got really emotional about it. And I reached out to Jeff. And I, well, first I made like a whole plan. I was like, all right, I need a plan for this person. Let me figure out what I need to do. Like, wh- what's their name? Who are they? How do I how do I fit them into my schedule next week? Um, All the things. And I reached out to Jeff and I was like, hey, um, there's a new person starting question mark, kind of thing, it was via chat. Took you a while to respond, but um, you you were just kind of like nonchalant, like, yeah, you know, such and such, they were higher from this and that. And I was like, okay. And we just kind of left it for a while. And I was increasingly getting more and more emotional about it. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Like, how am I going to juggle four people and my workload and et cetera? And um, eventually we got to the point where Jeff's like, no, 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 like you're not, you're not going to do anything with this person. And I was like, oh, well, what's the plan? And, and you basically didn't have a plan. I'm not going to name the person, but you didn't have a plan for this person. It was kind of um, thrust upon you for for whatever reason. And I, I think that I like I remember I went to two of my coworkers and I like had like a little breakdown. Cause It was like, cool. Like Jeff is giving me more work. He didn't communicate it with me. He didn't like all these things and thoughts in my head. And it basically came down to if I had a different relationship with you at that point, I would have come to you immediately and been like, Hey, what's the deal with this, that kind of thing. But I, you're not. You, you weren't really communicating overly well at that point, I guess. And so I was like, "Well, this is just a thing. It is what it is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna work through it." And um, had my little breakdown. Went back to you, kind of confronted you about it, and you were like, "No, no, no. Like, I wouldn't do that to you." And I was like, "Okay." But essentially, what I'm talking through is like your communication at that time, and with all of these new hires. I was kind of working on developing the training program for these new hires that were coming through because we were still growing um and i was like well i guess i've got another thing on my plate and it was really crappy
0: and i remember that and yeah we haven't talked about that ever um so thank you for sharing (laughs) i do remember that and i i never i appreciate you sharing that because i never even came to terms to this point with like the emotional kind of toll that, that took on you. Because during that time, I was just basically being apathetic at that time. I was kind of convincing myself that I could behave this way because I had enough on my plate to worry about or, you know, other things I would tell myself, which really weren't, you know, uh, I remember your plate during that time. And if we were to compare plates, there was no comparison. So like to be your, you know, leader or manager and to kind of just drop all that on you was a somewhat, you know, looking back kind of intentional kind of move. There's a point where I'm just like intentionally saying, you know what, there's enough going on for everyone. So let's just let her handle it or let her figure out, which is, you know, messed up. So that was quite some time ago, but I do apologize for having put you through that for sure. Um, well, you
2: apologize too, but we hadn't really talked about it, like you said. So I, uh, it just didn't feel good, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, okay, we'll figure it out, I guess. And I love training. So I didn't, I also didn't want to come off as like not wanting to be a part of the training mm-hmm. stuff because like, I really like it and that, but It wasn't sustainable.
0: And I think what what I tried to do since those times, because a lot has changed over time in myself, in our organization, all these things. But personally on my journey, one of the things that was missing back then was that personal relationship, was how you you and everyone would feel. Like I was like on this... Island at times, like, like I said, you guys would go to Muhammad but like a layer above around me. You'd have to work in ways that had to go around me, essentially, like because you knew I was this immovable kind of like, like apathetic rock in the middle of all this. And keep in mind, at the same time, like my job description included, like supporting you and helping you and like being a part of it. And I just created all this extra these extra steps to, to make that happen. Rather than us being able to come together and talk about what's needed and what I what needed to happen, it always ended up being I would hear from Muhammad what was going on in your world and being asked why I wasn't on top of what was going on in your world, why I wasn't supporting. And I'd be like, well, they didn't come to me with, you know, like making excuses that, you know, no one came to me. And at the time we weren't yet going through this. I wasn't going through this journey yet. And and I, I missed out on a lot of opportunities to like build that that trust during that time. That's one of the biggest things. Um, And and beyond that, because of what I'd already kind of created, I was unwilling, it took me the longest time, and I'm still working on it, to start getting down that road where I can actually kind of repair that as well. Because once it's gotten to that point, it's not just a matter of all of a sudden, now we trust each other. Like It requires a level of forgiveness and things like that. I was comfortable inviting you two on the show because my impression is that there has been like repair and forgiveness since that time from the two of you. Um, it helps that. I mean, in my journey, I've learned a lot directly from you two in so many different ways. Like um, Ashley, when you were training those, you know, men multitude of new hires, like uh, that taught me how People should be trained. uh, To be honest, and at the time, I'd make it look like I knew how they should be trained, and you know, like I was all very um, confident in that. But I learned that more from you, amongst other things. And and Aaron, your style of of like like managing and being on top of things was something that I found almost like threatening to start with, because you were like just on top of the game. And in my mind, I had to be stronger. I had to be better. I had to be the leader. I couldn't be any lesser than, and and today I definitely know that you are, we have a joke where you keep calling me boss because we know that.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> are, it's actually, <laughs> no, no, it's kind of a funny joke now, um, and I was thinking about this, like, reflecting on the beginning time, and I mean... We weren't, we weren't talking shit about you, Jeff, but we, um, I think there was a point in time where SPN said, like, we also were like, no, Jeff doesn't really feel like our boss because you just weren't there, you know? And I think uh, there's that point in time, you know, it it, it comes down to support, you know, when a lot of us were really just starting out um, learning and things like that it felt like, yeah, we didn't have the support and we've found it in a lot of different areas. Um, so yeah, we would talk about, we're like, I don't, I don't know where Jeff is. You know, I think it Ashley touched on it. Of you're just really busy and, you know, we'd see you for a second. You kind of check in like, Hey guys, and, you know, make a joke. And we'd be like, Jeff, you know, and then we'd like not see you again. And it was a, Yeah, Jeff doesn't really feel like our boss and where's Jeff? And, you know, we found that support in in other people, Um, which I think when I began training people, um, I almost went to the complete opposite end of the spectrum and uh, was quite a bit micromanaging in the beginning of my training Um, others because I didn't want them to just feel like they didn't you know, have, have someone there. So I almost was a little too there <laughs> and, and went complete opposite into the spectrum there. But, um, yeah, for me, it, it all drilled down to support. And, and we talk about that with the servant leadership a lot too, and, and being that individual to, to really help and lift others.
2: I think Jeff too, there was a point where like you called yourself like an apathetic, what'd you say? Block. Um, you, I felt like when we did come to you. I'm speaking when I come to you. I felt like you also could be super indecisive. Like you didn't make decisions. You always went to Muhammad anyway. So it was like, well, I'm just gonna skip him. We're just gonna go get the answer we need. You know. Um, so sorry about that. But oh, and I didn't mean to apologize. But I uh, definitely, from an efficiency sake, and Aaron's nickname is Efficiency Aaron. So I'm sure she did the same thing. Would just go and get the answers we needed because you you didn't actually make decisions. I don't know if that was being risk-averse or if you didn't want the liability of the decision making. I'm not sure where that came from, but that was my impression also that you weren't really big at making decisions about which way we should go in scenarios.
0: Yeah, it was definitely more apathy in the form of just, you know, you could call it indecisiveness, but also just like not not wanting to actually put the work in to make decisions. Like decisions don't just come, you have to actually like think critically, take the time and sit down and work with it to understand it. And it's much easier to just be like, well, you know what? Let me just kind of kick it down the road. So that's what that was.
2: That's what you used to tell me. You used to say, I I don't have the, you told me this more than once. You said, I don't have the capacity in my brain to, Keep up and understand all of the little details and nuances of projects. So every time I come back to a project, I have to relearn it and re, re, re remember what was going on with it. And he, you always told me you like you just always know what's going on with all of them. I always thought that was interesting because I don't even think that you need to know all the little details sometimes to help guide and support individuals in some of the decision making.
0: Yeah, that's a mind game. <laughs> that's me. That's me. Um, kind of boosting you up so that I can not have to take ownership of something, to be honest. So I mean, these are all everything you're saying are things that are like, uh, to be honest, I'm still working through, I'm still trying to get better about my awareness is higher, but I'm still guilty of most of these things. Uh, I'm actually curious, I'll ask and you don't have to, again, sugarcoat or apologize. But today is, is any of that improved or better by your perception? And if so, why or what do you see has changed for you personally?
1: I think for me, it definitely has changed. Um, And, uh, you know, I know that when I have problems or big decisions that I'm making, Jeff, you know, I come to you with those, even though you say, "Oh, I'm not really your boss anymore." Like I, I thrust that um, that uh, journey for us uh, still. Um, but I, I think also that happened because we did work so closely together on a previous project for about a year, um, and we built that relationship. But I saw you. Really try and always be that person to answer actually my project management questions. Then um, you help me strategize and and think differently and, and improve on where um, you know I needed improvement, which is not what I saw from you in the very beginning when I feel like I drastically <laughs> needed improvement or somebody pointing out where I could improve um, uh, to set me up for success. So I saw you do that. Um, yeah starting in 2019 and especially when we worked really, really closely together.
2: For me, me, I think I remember sitting somewhere in Canada with you and you kind of introspecting on your role with the project managers and how you didn't feel like you could really help them and what that meant for you as a boss. Like, I remember you having like this moment of introspection then. And then coming to today, I think that you you offer a lot more transparency and honesty in where you are today. Like even just the other day, you're like, no, I own that. I should have done this. It was, I was doing this. I I think that you're much more aware of where you sit and how you're reacting and interacting with the people around you. And I think that helps foster better relationships and trust among the team members. Um, including with myself, so I know that I appreciate that, and it makes me feel like I can do that with others because you do that, um, even though it can be hard to do.
1: You also have a lot more FaceTime with people.
2: Uh, yeah. I it
1: drastically different. I think within my first six months, I had like a serious other than our our training, which as we already discussed, was partially just saying, hey, here's a spreadsheet of links, go go take a look at those. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, I think we had like one serious sit down one-on-one, I think maybe like three months or six months after I joined. But I had one pretty shortly with Mohammed, our CEO as well. So it felt just as often, you know, I was having serious conversations with, you know, my trajectory, where I was going, what I needed to prove on, with, you know, our CEO, as I was with you in the beginning. But um, I think that has also drastically changed. Um, You're constantly having one-on-ones with a lot of individuals on our project management team and providing that help and support, even if, you know, we don't really have any newbies anymore on our team, but you are still providing that support that everybody constantly needs to get better, no matter where you are you know in the chain
2: i think too over this last year the three of us have been able to work really closely closely together on a lot of different things and i i feel very empowered by you jeff to like go off and you know figure out what we need to do make decisions um you know even if it's i remember specifically one like let's just create a new policy and aaron's like yeah let's make make a new policy just like I support you. Go do it. (laughs) And we did. So I just think that's awesome. You don't get that um, from a lot of, you know, bosses either often.
0: I really regret asking asking this question because it's really awkward to hear compliments for myself. I actually don't. I don't know how to take those, but I I do appreciate you sharing Mm -hmm. because what I was trying to get out was what you perceive as like what made the difference. And I got I got that perspective. I, I, It's a good reminder for me to keep working on those things that you're saying, um, making the time for people, building those relationships. Because, I mean, for me personally, the biggest difference, the, the most tangible difference for me is just how I even view, like, for instance, both of you used to be like a position, a role, a project, and a liability at times where it's like, I would get frustrated with not just you, but anybody like, why can't we, why are we making these mistakes? Why are we, you know, that was like the, the, the numbers, the, the dots and the lines drawn through my head. And today I definitely, definitely see you both as people first, your personalities first, your lives, um, friends really first before anything else. And then we work together. So it to me personally makes a huge, huge difference because I have way more like I don't say I have an open door, but it feels like I see you guys at my door more often, um, just because. and I really appreciate that. And so I think a big part of it for me as a as trying to grow through this was that grace that you both offered me as I tried to change and you like you were willing to take the time to work with me on it and like look past. Your kind of set notions or things that I've done in the past, and you were willing to kind of work with me through it, and I, that that made a huge difference because I don't think I could have, you know, made any progress if, you know, you 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 weren't willing to kind of go out of your way to work with me and and and, and forgive me. So that that was a huge part for me, from you guys. Oh, look at the time. Uh, so. <laughs> So, I hope, I mean, there's so much more actually. I want to dig in. We'll probably talk some more after this stops recording. But um, I, I, thanks for joining me on this experiment. I know, Aaron, you're saying your hands, your hands have been sweating for like <laughs> 30 minutes leading up to this. And you have no idea what's yes. going on. Aaron, this is not Aaron's comfort zone. So, I, a special <laughs> thank you to Aaron. She's not like being on film or recording. Mm-hmm. So, thank you. But I, but overall, thank you both of you for sure for this kind of trip down memory lane, and I think you guys may have sugarcoated some things. I actually, kept apologizing to me for things that are three years ago, so that's cool. Um, I'm sorry, sorry, I'm sorry, but. <laughs> But this was fun, and I think this kind of opens up my mind to like do this more often. Actually, you know, obviously not always recorded on a podcast, but I think there's a lot more to be learned from kind of retroing on the past here. So definitely a great learning for me. Hopefully, there's value for for listeners as well. So uh, that let us know if you like this type of format, if you like what we did and what we talked about here. It was definitely super super weird and awkward for all three of us, so if you like more of it, you have to let us know because we might not do it again <laughs> otherwise. Um, we are aiming to post new episodes every Tuesday, and if again, if you have feedback for us, if you like this, please do let us know at software.com slash labs. That's L-A-A-B-S. And, Please do leave a review, subscribe, Apple, Spotify, and share with a friend because we really have this passion for what we talk about, what we want to share with the world and what we want to continue growing in. And hopefully it helps you out. So with that, thank you, Ashley. Thank you, Aaron. We will talk again very soon and we'll see you in next